Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Lorefolk. Uh, Ethan here. Just wanted to give a quick heads up that this episode features some gruesome details. Uh, it's one of our uh, gorier episodes, I guess you could say. So if you you get squeamish around topics like that, then uh, you might want to just uh, take care of yourself while listening to this episode. Thanks. It's the lore boys. You're a friendly all your your podcast that you about the fake history. Yeah. All uh, year. Yeah, my name's James Miller, and today I am joined with I'm Ethan all year long, Palmer. Nice. I'm Peter Biannual O'Donoghue. <laughs> okay. That can mean uh twice a year or once every two years, depending I've, on who you I, ask. I hate it. I hate it. Okay. Once every two years yeah. should be semi annual. That's the only thing that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I, I think did- it's those flower people they ruined it for everybody yeah well i was gonna say i'm, I'm a very progressive flower person so biannual yeah. is because i use a gregorian calendar and a moon calendar gosh, oh, I, I go i go both ways i have no idea what day of the week it is of course so i <laughs> so to peter you would consider me a perennial yeah okay gotcha okay yeah. like the well, flower because you're so pretty mm-hmm. yeah I think that the fact that it can mean one year or once every two or once per twice per year or once every two years is an anomaly Sure and is. we're going to talk about anomalous stuff today because we are talking about SCP again. Yeah. <laughs> after uh, after our weekend live stream for the mailbag episode with uh, about 170 requests for more SCP lore, we buckled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was three people, but 170 emails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the people who love SCP really love SCP. Yeah. So. We, got, yeah. we got 170 requests for SCP lore, so we're doing more SCP lore. And we got three requests for more Warhammer lore, so I will be doing more Warhammer lore. <laughs> yeah, and we've got multiple requests for the Halo, the Flood, so I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Get uh, fucked. <laughs> classic biannual Pete. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Caught him on the off year. So the topic today, uh, we did like kind of the broad strokes SCPs from the beginning, explaining the different classes and uh, some of the better known ones, like the giant lizard or the cement guy that you got to look at all the time or else you'll snap your neck. Mm-hmm. Um, today we're going to be talking about some people who work for the foundation, uh, centering around uh, Dr. Jack Bright, who's the most well-known, and uh, some of his family. Oh, he's the uh, he's from the Bright Stripes, right? Him and his sister? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, she plays the drums. He, he could guitar and sing. Yeah. So, okay. and they, they did that song, Seven Monstrosity Army. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually an SCP because every single person who picks up and tries to learn the guitar has, has to learn, to that, learn song that one. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, 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 do. that would make Smoke on the Water an SCP as well. Yeah, true. probably true. Right. Yeah. So Dr. Jack Bright, um, he is well known within. If you know SCP, you probably know about him. Uh, he's an immortal. Uh, he's been through a lot of stuff in the SCP Foundation. Uh, but to get to know who he is today, we're going to start off with his family, the Bright family. Okay. okay. Like his parents or his wife and kids? Uh, his parents first. Okay. Yeah. His dad was around like in the 1800s, uh, starting out the, the whole SCP Foundation. His parents are like very much a part of the Foundation. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like a nepotism thing. Uh, he got kinda, the, yeah. He got the, he got the immortality because his dad owns the business. <laughs> something like that we're gonna get into why he's immortal okay. um his dad worked really hard at the scp foundation but didn't get the best outcome i don't know too much about his mother but i know a bit more about his siblings well so. in the 1800s a lady could not learn science yeah. that'd be <laughs> therefore ridiculous and this whole scp thing wouldn't make any sense yeah right. yeah so um, if you're 
if you're interested in in like the background of what an SCP Foundation is, it, it's like a fan fiction. Uh, you can go and look up SCP and a number, and it'll be some anomalous thing that the SCP Foundation is interested in keeping contained. They keep all the magic in the world contained, so nobody gets hurt. Yeah, like greasy yeah. guys in speedos that can appear in your bed post coitus. Right. Or monsters that can grow to an infinite size and want to destroy everything. Yeah. Tomato yeah. potato. Exactly. Now, I know which one I'd rather. <laughs> Sorry, I was gonna ask. You don't happen to know when the original Doctor Bright uh, post uh, like went up on SCP, do you? No, eighteen oh four. He's very like. If you go to Doctor Jack Bright's uh, page, there is so much fan fiction surrounding him. Right, uh, the number of siblings that he has is like depending on who you ask is completely different. Because uh, one of the big tropes is like people like to bring in another member of the Bright family and write a story about that. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, if you ask me, he's got 69 siblings. Okay. So his parents who made these siblings are Dr. Adam and Evelyn Bright. And they're both doctors at the foundation. That's Adam and Eve. That's great writing, guys. And they did a lot. Yeah. They did a lot of fucking. I mean, Adam and Eve yeah. gave birth to, what, 7 billion people? So there's a oh, lot yeah. of kids. <laughs> Okay. So they, they say that uh, Dr. Adam was very busy, and depending on who you ask, there's a different amount of kids. But the ones we can say that are for sure around and the ones we'll talk about a bit today are TJ, Mick, uh, Michael, but spelled M-I-K-E-L-L, like Mickle. Okay. M-I-K-E-L-L? Yeah. That is L- a weird way to spell Michael. Michael. And Claire Pierce. I don't know why she changed her name. We're only going to briefly go over her. Maybe she got married, yeah. Jamie. To a Frenchman. Yeah. Yeah. Pierce? And then another sister known only as SCP-321. So we'll get okay. into why she and what she is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the Bright family is like a huge part of SCP. Like if you wanted to write your own SCP story, you might choose uh, what members of the Bright family or make like a cousin that nobody knew about, or that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. You, their so, tales are usually quite grim. They don't have the best luck. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's immortal. Yeah, we'll see if if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I, I mean, you're bound to run into a ba- a lot of bad news if you're going to outlive everybody you've ever loved. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's uh, yeah. it's to, it's part of the game. I mean, yeah. you gotta so you gotta build it's like adding... Sorry, it's like working at a it's like working at a job, knowing you're going to work at the same job for the rest of your life. Like you have to build up a callous shell around yourself to protect you. Right. And. Dr. Bright, Dr. Jack Bright, he ends up being like the most eccentric, but very loyal to the SCP Foundation later on. Uh, he's kind of like the heart of the Foundation. Since he's immortal, he could be there from near the beginning to the very end. So, But yeah. before we even get into him, he has a little brother named TJ Bright. And that's the first picture I sent to you guys. It's like a, a little ginger kid. He's got long hair. Uh, he's got a cute little sweater on. He looks like a normal young boy. Yeah, when you when you first posted it, I thought you were posting an old picture of your younger brother. Right? He kind of <laughs> looks like he could be related to me, right? Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a mix of my brother Mark and Cameron together. Yeah, yeah, I uh, definitely see that. Yeah. Weird, dude. It is weird, Are you right? Jack Bright? I could be Jack Bright. I haven't... She... Can't rule it out. Well, what if you just write yourself in as one of the siblings that shows up when the will is being fought over? But apparently, <laughs> that's what the family does. It's just like Jamie Bright, some sort From of. What supposed... I've learned about, some... yeah, some sort I of... wouldn't want to be a part of. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Go you ahead. did say they have bad luck, so. Yeah. So TJ, he's a long-haired, scruffy young boy, and his abilities are first discovered when he's young. And when he's young, he has the ability to turn this on and off. But as he gets older, uh, it becomes always on. Like he can't, he always does this thing that he does. Boners. It's puberty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Duh. We've talked a lot about magic puberty on this show. Yep. <laughs> so once he hit puberty, he couldn't control his powers anymore. Nice. Um, and his powers is that he can heal any ailment, physical or mental, on another person just by touching them. Oh no, okay. my healing beam won't turn off. <laughs> <laughs> the down- my is a bright. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The downside is whatever he heals, he takes on that ailment himself. Oh. So if someone had cancer and he touched them, he'd be full of tumors. Oh, I think uh, I have this power because, so you guys are fam- familiar with chlamydia, right? Like, yes. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that's how it happened for me because I was, I was curing her- them. And anyway. Yeah. <laughs> there is someone at a bar. She looked just like Abby Shapiro. 
Couldn't say no. <laughs> Can't say no. He's like kind of a shittier version of John Coffey from The Green Mile, where at least he doesn't have to like, you know, get kidney stones from Tom Hanks. They just turn into a, a swarm of flies that burst forth from his mouth. Yeah. yeah. What would you prefer, kidney stones or the fly cloud? I'll take fly cloud. Yeah. I think. Me too. Over pushing jagged stones through my urethra? I don't want to yuck anyone's yum. If that's your thing, if you love kidney stones, say hey, more power to you. But you know, kidney flies could be a cool party trick. Yeah, <laughs> what, you like piss out a bunch of flies, like chicken flies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be weird. As, so TJ, he he has this really amazing power where you can heal people, but he takes on their ailments. Uh, the foundation saw this power as being very valuable, so he was taken against his will uh, as by the SCP Foundation. And I mean, he was used to heal people when, again, just for the SCP is, Foundation. Is he immortal, though? Because, like, you heal one person with a terminal illness, and it's like, game over. That doesn't seem that valuable to me. Seems a, yeah. like a waste of your wonderkin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, this guy gets so, rid of the common cold. Like, sure, that's good, but I don't know if we have to kidnap him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just open a fucking clinic. Yeah. <laughs> like, make appointments. <laughs> so they're using him, uh, like, he can die. He can die, 100% can die. Okay. Uh, but they're using him for whatever situations, like, I don't know, um, someone's got mono, but they really need them to get to work the next day or something. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Oh, okay. So, because I was going to say, his his powers, I guess how they discovered them, it's just like, oh, your buddy you shook hands with had a cold, and now you have a cold, but he got over his cold first. It's like, you must have cured him. <laughs> yeah. Life imprisonment in a laboratory for you, kid. It's yeah, just yeah. like, I just got sick after my buddy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I guess they were tactically using him in ways that, like, would keep him alive, but... It got to a point where he's taken on so many ailments at once that he was bedridden and on the verge of death, hooked up to a ventilator. So they could just keep him alive mechanically and he could just keep on taking ailments, but he was getting weaker and weaker and weaker. Okay. Uh, it's pretty awful stuff. Uh, but so now the foundation saw they're about to lose their guy. So they gave him one unit of SCP-500 to save his life. Uh, SCP-500 is basically a bottle of miracle pills that just fix anyone. And there's like 60 of them at the beginning. And it's every time they take one for whatever reason, it's listed in the SCP Foundation wiki. We're down to 47. Find one out, basically. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And it's only used on like ultra, ultra valuable stuff. Like, even if you're like your wife's dying and you work at the foundation, you can't just take one. But he he is. So for curing diseases, if you guys have this miracle pill, now I'm starting to get it because now he is the wish multiplier. The wish for more wishes, right? (laughs) You can take on just enough to almost die, and then one pill fix like many people instead of one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like sprint, because even like even the most like virulent pathogens, it's not like you die instantly. You know, it's not like you get you know you don't get typhoid and then the next day you're dead. It's like it's a it eats away at you. So you could probably stack up a a good number of them before. Yeah, if a whole village got typhoid, he could touch the whole village and take it on by himself. Then well, take the pill. Question. Did, would he take? Does he get the symptoms, or, or and they're unique to him? Like on the subject of typhoid, typhoid Mary, it notoriously asymptomatic. It wasn't on her resume. That's why she kept getting hired and killing rich people with typhoid. <laughs> if he cured Mary of typhoid, would he too be asymptomatic? I guess that depends on who's writing the story. If you were writing the story, you got to decide. Oh, uh, true. Yeah. True. Oh, uh, yeah. That's true. I I, I always yeah. forget that that part of these these episodes. Okay, so. Um, does he get if he if he takes on typhoid for the whole village and let's say everybody's symptomatic just to keep it simple? Um, sure. Does he get like? Does it like? Is it double typhoid? Does he triple typhoid? Like, does it mm. does it stack or are we saying? It's- I didn't I didn't read enough stories about him, but all I know is he takes illnesses on from other people. So I guess it's up to our interpretation how it, how it works. Like so Ethan, you're 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 projecting some sort of typhus debt owed to the universe, where it's just like. The the disease is is expected a hundred people to have diarrhea, and it's gonna get its, it's gonna get its hundred it's hundred diarrhea, yeah, karmic yeah. diarrhea, if you will. But uh, I don't think like like if you get AIDS, you have AIDS. I don't think you can get double AIDS, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the question. Like, I could hire two people, but I, are you talking about something else? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So I mean, he really should be. So okay. So then if you get vaccinated so i i have the i have hep a and hep b shots or hep b and hep c shots i think uh so if i i could still contract the virus right but 
my body just knows how to deal with it. So if he gets vaccinated, does his body know how to deal with it if he's taking it on from someone else? I have to assume no on that one. It'd yeah. Just be less uh, interesting. It's up to you, dude. You get to decide. This is the fun of, of a fan fiction universe. Just give yeah. this guy give this guy the goddamn COVID vaccine and fucking have him have him do his tours and like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they mention I actually found a mention of COVID uh and then oh, I'm gonna mention sure. later in the for episode. Sure. They wrote it in. I love how the scientific foundation was just like, no, we have a limited supply of magical pills. We're not going to vaccinate our kid who can cure anything against common illnesses. We'll just <laughs> fix him when he's almost broken. <laughs> yeah. So he only ever used one. Uh, there's 47 of these pills left starting at about 60. So there's been about 13 times they've needed to use them. Uh, yeah. That could be a whole episode in itself. Uh, Those 13? Don't really... Yeah, exactly. Um. So back to our main interest, Dr. Jack Bright. We know the brother exists and that's what he's doing. He's living in the SCP Foundation and basically being tortured with other people's illnesses. Yeah, get taking everybody's paper cuts basically in the office. Yeah. Uh-huh. Jack, uh, at the po- Jack's already immortal at this point. We're kind of jumping forward and we'll jump back again. Sure. Uh, he saw his brother suffering and he was all too aware with the burden that he had that he had to take on everyone's illnesses. So as an act of mercy, he brought in a string of people with very low IQ levels or developmental delays and had him fix like their brain issues and take them on himself. So he just made his brother like deaf and dumb so he couldn't feel all of this brain damage dead. he was taking. <laughs> that's a horrible yeah, that's, solution. I don't know if that's I I, I don't know if yeah. I want that. You know, that's uh... if you had to take on everybody's problems, would you want to feel it? Because he, he did it to the point where it seemed like he wasn't in pain anymore. But I don't, I don't know. know. It just see. It just seems. It seems like yeah. yeah we're we're at a point where Miss Mr. Bright, Jack Jack Bright, Doctor Jack Bright, yeah. is pretty high up in the SCP organization. Why does he pull some fucking strings and get his brother out of there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Jack Bright's father uh, tried to get his sister out of there uh, to no avail. No avail. And- yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that, actually. I guess right they're now. they're pretty good at securing and containing, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Not so, Not so much the protecting, for, from what I can see. <laughs> yeah. So pretty sad stuff. Pretty sad stuff. And another bright family story uh, from before TJ's near death. It was a dark uh, back, story. Yeah. TJ is still uh, a young kid taking on everybody's problems uh, at this point. TJ is not near dead, deaf, or dumb. Uh, and Adam Bright's... Or sorry, uh, Jack Bright's parents, Adam and Evelyn, had a stillborn baby, which is really sad. But Adam wanted desperately to save his daughter, so he asked TJ to touch the baby. And it brought the baby back to life. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> With his own yeah. son, basically. Like, what? And the guy already has 67 other kids. Like, yeah. What the hell, dude? What the fuck? Yeah, I was. Yeah. I, I was gonna say, oh, because she was stillborn. It's, it's like, yeah, we get the we get the the bright stripes to collab with the Black Label Society yeah. for, for stillborn. Yeah. But, so does he become stillborn as an adult? So it's not clear. Uh, they don't really go into detail. They say that the da- there was damage to TJ, um, but what was really interesting was what happened to. Uh, we'll throw up a content warning at the beginning or something, too. This is another horror episode, so this is weird, like, uh, ugly stuff that we talk about. Horror stuff. Yeah. Um, the damage to TJ wasn't clear. We could say that he turned into a stillborn half-baby or something, but what really happened was the daughter became SCP-321. And okay. as she gr- grew up, uh, they found out that she wasn't really human at all. She had extraordinary regenerative abilities, uh, because of, of an abundance of stem, stem cells. cells, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is the second picture I sent to you guys. She grew to be 10 feet tall. She had very little muscle mass. So her elongated body was held up with splints and supports Exoskeleton. that would kind of like tear into her, but she would heal over them. Uh, gotcha. She looks really creepy. She's a nightmare. Yeah. She looks kind of like a skeleton with like kind of muscle shrink wrapped over her. Yeah. She looks like your little brother too, Jamie. she grew so she was above 10 feet tall and she was always growing she was growing so big that her heart her human heart couldn't support her anymore so they put in a mechanical heart uh they wanted to keep her alive to study her that's an interesting detail the tallest man in the world died of heart failure because his uh his heart couldn't pump blood far enough throughout his body yeah Yeah. 
I was like reading something. It's like for every pound you gain, like the amount of blood that needs to be pumped through your entire body is like an extra, like half a mile of, of veins or whatever. It's like a crazy number. Yeah. Uh, just because 3D is like much longer than 2D. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's 1D, 1D longer, right? Yeah. <laughs> and trust it's a funny me. thing to say, but it's true. Whenever you bring things out to 3D, it just makes a lot. Hey, yeah. long Jamie, I know you know a thing or two about long Ds, okay? You know how long yep. that D is. Uh, one more. <laughs> uh, so Jack Bright's father, Adam, uh, he was really devastated by this because his daughter and son were both confiscated by the SCP Foundation at this moment kind of thing. So Did he, he lost the foundation? I'm sorry, yes? Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. So... He never stopped seeing SCP-321 as his daughter, even though she's this 10-foot-tall exoskeleton meat monster. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, well, he... He's a good father, right? I mean... Yeah. That's... He went to all these lengths to bring her back to life. and So he sacrificed his living child to bring this one to half-life. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe he's not so good. And he, and he doesn't even pull some strings to give her a name. He's still just calling her SCP. <laughs> yeah, she so. never really got a name. So Adam begged for her freedom from the foundation, but was denied. What so he did what any man would do. What? What? It, what the fuck is she going to do? Well, she's there's She still needs to be studied. She regenerates and everything. And SCP's like, we got stuff to learn from her. So we got, no, no, her. no. She's too tall for modern society. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Adam did what any man would do. And he worked harder for the foundation to get a promotion so that he could get her out. So he got a promotion to personnel director and he submitted his request again. And it was denied. All right. Yeah. So he worked even harder. And he became a site director. And he made the request again. And he was denied. <laughs> so then he worked so hard that he got promoted to the O5 Council. And if anyone knows anything about the SCP universe, the O5 Council is like the secretive council that runs the whole fucking shenan. The cabal. And nobody knows the members, but they pull all the strings. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. They're represented in the conference room by just like these flat black obelisks with like names with like a number on it. Like nobody ever yeah. sees anybody's yeah. face. Okay. Yeah, they all have like code names. Like I didn't look them up. But, like the Gobbler, let's call it one. Sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. So this council is like super secretive, and uh, all the redacted stuff that you see on the SCP website, this all this information is available to the O5 Council, so they know it all. Oh, so there are special powers, the ability to see through Sharpie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. So even when he was the on the O5 Council, like the highest you could be in this whole foundation, he asked for his daughter to be released. And they said, she was never your daughter at all. And they saw his uh, sentimentality as a weakness, and they had him killed. Oh. Wow. Okay. That's... Yeah. So I this mean, is more they of could like, have just not promoted him. He'd asked like three times already. I'm sure they knew he was going to ask again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they keep promoting him after he's just like, I need more power to get my daughter out of here. And then just like, good enough reason. Yeah, yeah. here you go. Yeah. Here's more Congrats. executive power. Like, let my daughter go. Hmm. You, you seem unstable. We should probably have you killed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> their fault they're at this point having to kill one of their own right yeah it's very cloak and dagger like we don't even know the people who are getting him killed so yeah but that's yeah. what happened this like this is how the scp foundation works so you can see why uh uh dr jack bright couldn't get his brother out of there right yeah. he i don't think jack bright was ever on the o5 council or up that high yeah, whoa, bro! You were never on the O five, okay? Like you can't, you can't just get your brother out of his iron lung, okay? <laughs> hey, okay, I'll I'll settle for just making him brain dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the SCP spirit, bro. All, they they mentioned that like in his room, all that plays is like child's TV shows on a loop, and he kind of watches them slack jawed, like that's his only entertainment. But then in yeah, certain stories, the hell, right? Yeah, well, he seems happy. Is like that's why he's he was living in hell, like in internal agony, and now he just yeah. doesn't notice his pain. I guess stop complaining as soon as we made him fucking brain dead. It's the best decision we ever made. Yeah, <laughs> HR's uh, HR's finally off my ass. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> mental institutions in the 1800s too. Yeah, yeah we just I mean, cut out his corpum col yeah, corpus yeah. callosum. If his left and right brain are not attached, then he doesn't complain anymore. 
That's perfect. There's a good boy. You're dro- you're drooling. You're drooling a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that is the brother. That's the sister. Uh, they're both living within the SCP Foundation and are SCPs themselves. Uh, we have two more siblings, Mikel and Olivia, that work for the Foundation and are not SCPs. Uh, they're kind of like opposites. What did you say Olivia's last name was? Pierce. That's the girl from Doom. Doom 2016. It's Olivia Pierce. Oh, maybe that's where they got it from. Isn't that fun? Oh, the Julia Swinton woman. Yeah. 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 Uh, Mikel Bright uh, is one of the best field agents. So they're like the soldiers slash agents of the SCP armor army rather than the scientist role. Sure. Okay. He, and, he did catch other people's brothers is is his job, yeah, right? Yeah. Put, putting brothers in cages. That's that's what it <laughs> says on his jacket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like the, the that's the loop around the patch. It's all in Latin. <laughs> <laughs> What's brother in Latin? I have no idea. Uh, er, Hermano. Ferry or something, probably. El Hermano in the, the barcade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so Miguel is known to some as Agent Cowboy. Uh, yeehaw? Okay. Yeah, yeehaw from from Louisiana. He's like the root yeah. tootin' shooting gun guy, and he's really good at his job. Oh, uh, Yo Yosemite Sam it works for the SCP. Yeah, oh, pretty much. Tarnation. Oh, real name. <laughs> he's a little more cerebral, I, I guess, than Sammy Sam. Sammy <laughs> Sam always kind of seems like he gets he gets fooled at the end. Sure. But, yeah. Uh, he got started by Bugs Bunny, who is who's, who's like he was two hundred and six, I believe. So yeah, that's totally true. fair. Bug- but Yosemite Sam has had multiple careers internationally so i think he's just still a successful man yeah. right okay but uh, bugs bunny could probably be an scp like i feel like he it, i mean he's got to be euclid right at the very least because yeah. you, can, you can tunnel out of anywhere um yeah. but he's like a trickster god right he's like he's definitely pretty top tier pretty much yeah he, he can stop a bullet by putting a carrot in the end of a barrel you but know? he can do whatever he wants, so mm-hmm. that's why it's so hard to control. Because even if you can hear that he wants to go to Pismo Beach to, for all the clams he can eat, he's never going to make it. So you have no idea where he's yeah. going to end up. Well, he always takes a wrong turn. Yeah, in New Mexico for some reason, <laughs> the center of the universe. Ah, yes. <laughs> SCP three nine four zero seems to be a Bugs Bunny statue that shows up in places. Okay, there so, we go. Yeah, I googled it and I knew it had to exist already. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. All art is derivative. Yeah. Um, so, Mikel, he's the root and tootin'. I love the SCP Foundation. Agent Cowboy. Shit done. Agent Cowboy. Yeah. Uh, there's some theories that he's already on the O5 Council because he's just so good at his job and so well-respected. Um, but we don't know. Yeah. It sounds like he, it, the nickname Cowboy always reminds me of, like, Europeans making fun of Americans yeah, in yeah. movies. Haha, <laughs> 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 Cowboy. Yeah. Oh, SCP Berlin here, Agent Cowboy, and he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> Claire Pierce. She's on the opposite side. Um, I kind of agree with her more, especially after reading what we did already. Uh, she disagrees with the actions of the Foundation and feels that they're morally wrong. Uh, uh, Agent it, Boy Cow, I see the reverse <laughs> of Cowboy. <laughs> uh, her family's been pretty messed up from thanks to the Foundation. She lost her father, her brother sure, and yeah, sister sure. have been wrecked irreversibly. Uh, so she joined uh, something called the Serpent's Hand, and in the fanfic, that's an organization dedicated to revealing SCP secrets. So they get to pull out the redacted stuff and kind of overthrow SCP. Oh, uh, here's a little thing to chew on. Um, where do you think they would put the hand on a snake? On the tail, or <laughs> one just poking right out of the middle of it? That's a good question. The Serpent's oh, Hand. Back, like I think on crane. the. I think on the back. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like so. Like like a like a. Like a shipping crane, right? Oh no, I was thinking like I, I that you're picturing like another branching snake kind of, but like a two headed snake, but one of the heads is a hand. I'm thinking more. No, well, yes, but like on top of the head to like like basically yeah. like like a crane, basically. So you can, like lift up snake containers and place them on a snake ship. I think back of the head, like glued to the back of the hand, so it can like flip around. It, it can only pick up stuff that it can't see because it's got to like do a 180 and grab it. You know. Uh-huh. Okay. So. That I just googled what their logo is, and it's either a snake's head down, and then the snake's body kind of blossoms into a tree above it. Okay. Or okay. it's a snake wrapped around a person's hand and like facing off the top of the hand. Well, that's less, uh, that's less exciting than Peter or Mai's ideas. 
Yeah. yeah. I think they they probably don't have a graphic design SCP in there at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dude, you could be a star, man. I was, like, checking these YouTube videos and stuff, and the amount of views on just everything... Like it makes me tempted to make an SCP channel, dude. Dog, <laughs> how much? How many like feisty SCP fans have we dealt with in the past little while since you started doing this? Yeah, <laughs> clearly people love it. <laughs> There's a lot to it. Find another outlet to talk about SCPs other than this podcast about SCPs. It's, like, yeah. <laughs> it's what the people want. The people demand it. Yeah. Uh, so that's the whole family. Now we've met them. Uh, they don't really talk much about the mom, but she was a doctor too. I don't even know if she's still alive at this point, but. Um, father's dead brother is taking on illnesses for people sister is held up by scaffolding but still alive uh, then there's the rootin' tootin' cowboy boy who might be on the O5 but bang, is bang. still helping and Claire Pierce who's going against the SCP right yeah yeah. Well, she's seeking information. She's against them from within, but has to re- remain employed so that she can still steal secrets, correct? Yeah, I don't even know if she's still employed or not. I didn't look into her that much. She was just kind of a footnote uh, in this episode. Intercepts their faxes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now that we've met the family, I want to talk about the main topic of this episode, Dr. Jack Bright. Okay. Yeah. And... If you guys are big SCP fans, you know a lot about him, probably more than me, but we'll get a good introduction to who he is and why he is uh, now. So, like most of his family, he joined the SCP Foundation, uh, and he joined as a junior researcher. And he was pretty unremarkable until uh, he was put in charge of taking care of a necklace called SCP-963, which I posted into our chat. Gotcha, I see it. It's like a ruby with uh, 13 diamonds surrounding it. Sure. And okay, yeah, yeah. It looks kind of like the heart of the sea from Titanic. Okay, yeah. Or like a ruby in the middle of a dreamcatcher. Yeah, a dreamcatcher, right. I see for sure. Yeah. So the the way that they found this is SCP nine six three had been found in an apartment of a guy who looked like a cultist. Uh, there was runes on the wall, like in blood. There was a bunch of magic books. Uh, really like uh, a cultist doing a ritual type guy. And they found it in a dead guy's hand surrounded by candles over like a pentagram. And the guy <laughs> appeared to have killed himself while holding the the pendant. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it seemed to be some ploy to turn the guy immortal, but it didn't really work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they found him dead. To make myself immortal, I will stab myself in the heart. <laughs> Would you need to tell your landlord if you wanted to put blood pentagrams everywhere? I don't know if you care at that point. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. If well, you're if you're gonna be if you're gonna be a more if you think you're gonna be immortal, you'd still care. Like, yeah, you'd like, want to avoid litigation. If you're gonna you live forever, on, dude. Yeah. If I was gonna live forever, I wouldn't worry about getting the money to pay the security deposit. But <laughs> <laughs> you want to live forever in debtor's jail, James? Wow. Wow. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so Dr. Jack Bright, he's in good standing with the Foundation, and he's given the task of researching the amulet that was found in this cultist's hand. Sure. Uh, the first remarkable thing about it is it was completely indestructible. You could hit it with a, a diamond pickaxe, and it still wouldn't do anything. Okay. The yeah. I tried hitting it twice with a diamond pickaxe. <laughs> still wouldn't, nothing would happen. Okay. So there seemed to be something about this, but he couldn't really figure out what was going on. So he's been like, an odd thing to have at the SCP. It's like, ah, oh, here's a gem you can't destroy. Uh, we're terrified of it. Uh, it's, here's, it's your job <laughs> now, dude. Yep. And honestly, there wasn't much security for it because they didn't really know what it was. Other than being indestructible, it was just a gem. So okay. he spent a couple of years, uh, no huge fines. Yep, still doesn't break when I hit it. Uh, <laughs> can I, yeah, can I? Clocked out at five. Wasn't broke. Yeah. Hey, can, I, can I just say, like, they found it on a dead guy. Yeah, that's that's all they had, and they're like, "Let's run some tests. Like, give it a little acid bath, you know. Yep. Run, bounce some UV rays off it. See if it's radioactive at all." Nope. Who was the guy who was like, "Let's try smashing it," <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, it was just like, "Hey, there's just this, this thing. Like, it's clearly valuable, even if it's not magic in any way or spooky in any way. We could probably sell it at a pawn shop for a couple hundred bucks." Oh, yeah. And people are just like, no, let's smash it. Yep. <laughs> Somehow they found, I don't know uh, 
if the rootin' tootin' cowboy was the first one who, who barged his way in there, he tried just, biting it with his teeth. Uh, all right, just, start, just started blasting. <laughs> <laughs> that necklace had a gun, I swear. You all saw it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sprinkle this crack on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, one day they, they were just transporting this necklace from one area to another. So Jack Wright's walking down the hallway and he decided rather than in a bag to carry it or wheel it on something, he carried it with his bare hand and that would change his life forever. Okay. That's funny. It's, it's almost what I thought I was going to ask like, Oh, did he just put it around his neck? Cause his hands were full. And that was like the, the thing that <laughs> got the immortal. Well, we still haven't triggered the immortal thing yet. Oh. He's just holding it at this point and he keeps walking and he goes past the containment chamber of SCP-076-2, also known as Able. I sent a picture of it. Uh, you can picture a barbarian from basically anything. Uh, this guy, Able, is an immortal, hyper-violent warrior that can summon blades out of another dimension. So you can just reach behind him and pull out a giant blade. <laughs> um, cool. My, a nightmare at airport security. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. And, and, like, Abel's only, like, motivations are just to kill things. Like, he just loves blood sport. Okay. Okay. So he broke out right as Dr. Bright was walking by with his family luck. He's just, thump the dum walking with his metal, and then this giant muscly barbarian guy with a huge sword comes out of a door. Quick, get and... behind your unbreakable pendant, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> and Jack gets sliced down. Ooh. And. Oh. Yeah, he dies with the pendant in his hand. And then this SCP-076, they have the whole containment procedure. They send in the troops. A ton of people die. There's a whole wing of the facility that just gets completely wrecked before they somehow get able under containment. I don't know how they did it, but they did. <laughs> yeah. Can I take a stab at um, what the twist may be here? Since uh, his his uh, brother or his uncle has already cured death in a stillborn baby. Oh, so you think his brother is going to save him? Well, I mean, a stillborn baby is dead, so he can clearly yeah. bring dead back. Do they use his brother to revive him and then turn him into an SCP like he did his sister? Nope. Ah, no. Uh, there's actually, it'll be a few days before uh, anything even happens. We know he will be immortal, but the way that he becomes immortal is days later, there's a few D-class personnel. So D-class are like the prisoners and stuff that they... Right, right, yeah. They, these are the meat bodies. Like, they can just throw them into dangerous situations and not care. Just to see what happens, you know? Yeah. And one unlucky D-class member known as D1-113 found the amulet that Bright had been holding when he died. And he picked up the amulet and went through an intense change in personality immediately. His brain had been completely wiped and replaced with Dr. Bright's consciousness. Okay. Oh! So this D-class wasn't even supposed to know who Dr. Bright was, but he, he, would, he knew about Dr. Bright. And he was asking all these questions only Dr. Bright would know, so he was brought in for questioning. And the Foundation confirmed that it was Dr. Bright inside the mind of this D-class personnel. Hmm. okay yeah so th it's still confusing how, how and why this happened but we'll get it into yeah. it right away because i got yeah. what i'm mostly wondering you said that and then i was going to be like oh the twist would be that it wasn't dr bright in the first place but it, somebody did that to dr bright right the, the dead guy yeah. that they originally found the amulet on but if it is dr bright yeah. then i don't know <laughs> what happened to that guy yeah the Foundation did more research. They discovered that the original cultist was trying to achieve immortality by storing his own soul in the amulet, but he made one fatal flaw. He killed himself. Ah. And you can't kill yourself. It has to be someone else who kills you gotcha. to have your to initiate the ritual. To and then once your, your soul is stored in that thing, there's no escape. So like, Dr. Bright can't just kill himself out of it. So the blood pentagrams and the candles was all for show. It was just the only thing that yeah. you needed was to die by somebody else's blade pulled yeah. from another dimension. Well, it seems like the cultist did all the work. He just didn't sign his, his name at the end. Okay. And he let like all this magical energy was in this thing. Yeah. And then Dr. Bright just did the last step. So he got stuck with the whole thing. <laughs> uh, he was leaving class and the assignment was due and the top yeah. paper just didn't have a name on it. So he just wrote his name 
Yeah, yeah. Like the the whole the whole volcano was built with the baking soda in it. He just hadn't dropped the vinegar in yet. Gotcha, and, gotcha. Uh, okay, I yeah. see. So, um, so how does this thing work? Like, there's a lot of ways that it could work, and I have four rules that kind of help us answer all those questions. Okay. So number one, if anyone touches the amulet, it causes their mind to be totally wiped and replaced with Doctor Bright's mind. Oh, oh he could replicate. One time <laughs> is Dr. Bryce, uh, Bright's excuse me, soul now. It's not like someone else gets murdered holding the amulet and they swap out. It's just that no, you're one in your doctor. Dr. Bright got the spell. And two, if the necklace is removed, the body becomes a lifeless husk until the necklace is put back on. So it's Dr. Bright is hopping from uh, anyone okay. who touches it. Okay. Uh, I, 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 was, I was thinking it was... Uh, he was like a it wasn't his soul but it was like a soul printer and anytime anybody touched it it would there's just a million dr brights running around out there because they all touched the amulet it does work that way but only if the medallion remains on the host for 30 days it no longer needs the medallion to to keep it there okay so if he put it on me for 30 days then i would be dr bright forever then he could put it on you for 30 days you'd be dr bright forever and he could replicate himself but SCP Foundation really doesn't want this. Yes, Peter. <laughs> Fair. No, there's at least two Dr. Brights now. No. There's one Dr. Bright. The first Dr. Bright was killed. Yeah, that, that, body's, that body's gone. But how do they know the 30-day limit of the next fucking Dr. Bright stamp that you can put in someone's brain? What do you mean? Oh, how did they figure that out? Uh, we, might have yeah. jumped, we might have jumped ahead in the storyline here, because I, oh, I just mentioned yeah. that. But. Yeah, I'm explaining. I'll, I'll get to the last uh, point, and maybe it'll, it'll come all together. Uh, if Dr. Bright is killed in it, it, like his consciousness will remain in the amulet until another being comes in contact with it. So let's say you were Dr. Bright, you got killed, the amulet's laying there. Even if it's a million years later and a caveman walks by and picks it up, then they're Dr. Bright all of a sudden. Uh, okay, I see, I see. Wait, we're going back to cavemen? Shit, dude, <laughs> that's hype. Um, so is he... Sorry, is he immortal in the traditional sense, or is he only immortal in that, hey, he could just give the amulet to a, a new guy, like, hey, uh, think fast, uh, intern, you know, and just throw it to the new <laughs> yeah. guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, he can do that, uh, and then then he'll just, like, tra- change bodies, and that person loses their life, basically. Yeah. But but um, is he, like, traditionally immortal? Like, if he just, if he puts it on me and leaves it on me for 30 days, does my body age? We never find out because okay. the SCP Foundation really feared him multiplying himself. So every 30 days, he's provided with a new body. Oh, that's good. So convenient. rather than ever letting his, his consciousness like stick to a body, they just keep him, the, the amulet moving to new D-class all the time. And they're really banking on, on no leap years, really messing them up one year, eh? Like, oh shit, yeah. what day is it? Do we get that guy's <laughs> new body? Oh, fuck, oh, fuck. <laughs> We have one set of a one and a six birthday candles, and frankly, we have no idea what to do with them. Those are <laughs> you know? yeah. so like it's just better to keep them here. Yeah, this makes them really powerful. Um, they're worried about him because one, he could duplicate himself if he could make a hundred Doctor Brights over a hundred months. Mm-hmm. Uh, then that could be really powerful. I think you'd catch somebody if it was almost two years, and you were just like trying to hide a hundred copies, ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, another thing he could do is he could give it to a super strong SCP and take over the brain of an SCP. So like that killer dinosaur that wants to kill everything, there is a story where he enters that mind uh, that I read today. And it ends up that that monster is like so far out of human experience that even though he was in the monster's mind, it eventually rejected him. But okay. that's a whole other story by itself. But, that was yeah. the Mary Sue monster anyway, so I wouldn't expect yeah. it to. What happens when two Mary Sues go head to head, right? Yeah. They they do put him since he can't die too, he ends up being put head to head with like a lot of monsters. Oh, there's like YouTube Dr. Bright versus this guy or Dr. Bright versus this guy. Dr. Bright just never dies, so he kind of always wins. But I mean, they could cuz they could just kill like the monster could kill Dr. Bright and then they just throw the amulet in a vault to never be seen again, right? And he's like effectively yeah. dead. Yeah, they could. Uh, but from Dr. Bright's perspective, a million years would pass by and someone would touch it and he would just wake up like nothing happened. Yeah, well, that's when, that's when your, your uh, theoretical neo-caveman would, Give, would definitely get it, right? Yeah, given enough time, someone will always touch the a- amulet, I guess is his perspective. I, I guess. I feel like if I... Yeah. 
I like to, what I like to do when I go when I go to cottages, which I do sometimes. I like to uh, pick up a rock, throw it into the middle of the lake, and tell the people that I'm with that I'm the last person that will ever touch that rock because I probably am. <laughs> you know, like it's a random <laughs> lake in the middle of nowhere. Evan, <laughs> yeah. I give. I guess given like infinite, like our short lifespan versus infinity, like yeah, and yeah. you know, it someone's not gonna see a rock. When they're when they're snorkeling with their friends and be like, I want to go down and pick up that rock. But somebody, if they see a yeah. shining amulet in the bottom of the lake, they might do that. But I yeah. still feel like you could throw it in the ocean, uh, and weigh it down a little, you know, encase it in yeah. concrete, then throw the concrete in the ocean. It's like, hmm, yeah, we're <laughs> we're good. We're good for as long as we care, anyway. <laughs> yeah, coral would grow around it or something, and then since those are alive, Doctor Bright would then just be a coral forever, and then again, but eternally harmless. So then, yeah, your ocean idea still works. Yeah. <laughs> I guess why he's never been locked away forever, because at first they really didn't trust him. Uh, There's every 30 days he had to be killed and add to a new body. So um, there's a lot of restrictions on him at first. He wasn't allowed around certain SCPs because in case he would take over them and try and destroy the world. Right. Um, But over time, they they know the guy. Why do they think he's suddenly so hell bent on destroying the world? I guess (laughs) I I guess their whole thing is being paranoid, like. Right. Yeah, an amulet that brings them back to life, and they live in the world of of like weird artifacts that make people do bad things True. or have bad yeah. things happen. True. So all all of his coworkers aren't sure to trust him, but over time they they learn to trust him. And the O five kind of lift the restrictions. Um, it kind of wore on him on his psyche to know that everyone he ever meets he'll outlive. Uh, every thirty days, uh, he's getting killed. Um, it probably and doesn't feel like an easy way to do it. Like just the like fuck, just shoot him in the back of the head when he's asleep. Yeah, that, I was watching <laughs> like the infographics show have uh, a lot of SCP stuff, and I was watching a video on it, and it like the info for him having to be killed every thirty days was a guy sneaking up behind him with a knife. But I hope that's not how it happened. <laughs> well, it's not like it's like, well, man, sorry, I, I understand it's two thousand nineteen, but. Uh, 30 days are up, it's back to the gallows, the highest form of technology. <laughs> yeah. I love the idea of really like uh like make it look natural all the time, like leave a bunch of <laughs> yeah. leave a bunch of ice cubes at the top of a set of stairs and you know, <laughs> banana peel in the changing room and yeah. <laughs> right, you, right. You just take off all the you go to the pool and you remove all the no running signs and the no no diving at the shallow end signs so it gets confused. <laughs> A pair yeah. of running shoes and a pair of scissors just like in every room in front of him yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. His, his like personality as time goes on be, kind of becomes more callous and jaded oh. uh, but he's also kind of got like a prankster feel to him he's very eccentric the, he cares about his work he gets it done but he's also kind of crazy so the last picture you sent us is very uh, very jokester prankster look to him yeah because the way we're going to finish this episode is there's like a list of hundreds of things that Dr. Bright is not allowed to do at the SCP Foundation. Okay. Uh, and all of these rules were made because he did these things. Okay. Uh, okay. And some of them are like jokey and funny, but some of them are like straight up like, oh, that's kind of murder, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess if you have to kill someone and steal somebody else's body every 30 days, human life doesn't have as much value to you. You got to come to terms with murdering because you've been doing it all this time. Because you could opt yeah. out at any uh, So I, I don't know if you know this, but is he conscious in the amulet? No, no. So it's like when he dies, it, it just by the time he gets a new body, it like he wakes up like it, it's an instant. And it's an uncomfortable feeling, but if he waited 100 years or he waited 30 seconds, he wouldn't know the difference. So he could literally opt out of killing people every month anytime he wants. Yeah, they, there actually is a really good uh, little short story that I read with him where he talks to another guy. And uh, he basically justifies it because of all the good work. He, I know it's not going to come out like justified when I say it, <laughs> but of all the good work he does for the SCP Foundation. No, 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 no. He said he's taking over. You don't, like, you don't understand. I made my younger brother uh, blind, deaf, and mute, okay? I'm a, yeah. I'm a pretty good guy. I'm a pretty good guy, okay? He goes into depth and explains like, the bodies that he's taking of like, this was a D class personnel. This person like sexually molested children. Like, did he really need his mind anyways? Yeah. Maybe I'm going to put it to better use. And it's kind of gross and nasty, but yeah, that's why that is. I mean, it's I'll like a moral, a morally gray institution, let's say. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then, uh, he, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, there are like 
machines or or things capable of destroying all life in all universes contained at this facility so they definitely do some good like yeah yeah. and that's the and then he starts explaining it to this guy who just met him and at this point like he'd been there for 200 years he's like let me put it into perspective for you in 50 years uh i'll still be personnel director and you will have saved up retirement and you'll be thinking about going home to like spend the rest of your life with your family. In 75 years, you might be almost dead. Your, your mind will be going away and I'll still be here doing this. In 100 years, you will be dead and buried and I will still be doing this. In 200 years, so he's like the heart of the foundation. Like he is the one person who's seen from his father founding, being a part of founding it to whatever it's going to end. I, so. I got to say, I'm old, 30 days, I'm going to have your body anyway. Yeah, no yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was. I really thought you were gonna say like that short story ended like he was justifying it, and then he, you know, threw the necklace at the guy. Think fast in turn. Uh, uh, you keep saying that, but and that was the first uh, thing that I was gonna put on the list. He's not allowed to do. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Is that for interns? You toss it to them and then just take over their body. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, the two things like I don't know what his dominant hand is, but he'd have to like with his dominant hand toss the amulet and then just before the intern catches it, like, shoot himself in the head, right? As, like, the sick, the, the new kid hazing prank. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he has to die, right? Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Uh, so right uh, before he catches it, just pull the trigger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, all, there's th- that that prank could work in a, a wide range of varieties, too. Like, just like, hey, welcome welcome to the SCP, man. I'm, I'll, be your, uh, I'll be your guide first day. Don't worry. It wasn't so long ago that I was in your, in your shoes, you know? So... Here's the uh, here's the calf. Here's the uh, the top of the stairs. Sometimes people, hey, I just want you to know, if anything should ever happen to me while you're working here, you take this amulet and you, and you give it to my wife, okay? But just just make sure you grab it. I don't want anybody else getting it. Oh, who left these ice cubes at the top of this this flight of stairs here? Oh my god! <laughs> so he doesn't have to kill himself because in theory it would be before the thirty days. So his for current body would just become a lifeless husk. Yeah. It's only after the thirty days where, but yeah. it's you want to you want to prank him. The prank is that yeah. the, the guys the guys often himself. Um, yeah. Also, as personnel director over a, an infinite amount of time, you really think he could like stack the staff to be to make it like people who would let him get away with multiplying himself and stuff, right? Like, he's, oh yeah, he's the guy who's hiring and in charge of promotions. <laughs> yeah, the O five keep an eye on him, but yeah, uh, he's still. He, he gets away with a lot, and he's honestly so loved within the SCP Foundation that he is able to get a new body from every 30 days. He is able to do these crazy pranks, but yeah, he still Everybody loves his crazy it. murder pranks. <laughs> Such a scamp. <laughs> but also, I like the fact that he's personnel director, and it's just like, yeah, cool, man, you can do anything you want, and after this training session, never trust me again. And then he <laughs> throws himself down a flight of stairs, right? <laughs> yeah. So Dr. Bright is not allowed to send anything into the past, future, or to alternate di- dimensions. And that sounds normal. Do, do That's you one have, of the rules. Do you have uh, what he sent, or were all of these kind of just like vague? These are all. This was vague. This okay. is exactly what was written in the entry. Okay. okay. So yeah. he can't send his amulet into the past to his mom to then fuck himself when he shows up in a DeLorean, right? <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Hey. All right, not to distract you guys too much, but I can drop the whole list into our chat. Uh, I just got a bunch of tilds from you. Yeah, you don't have to read it. I'm going to give you some, but uh, I just put it there so you guys can have uh, context. Okay, I'll take take it from you. Perfect. (laughs) Dr. Bright is not allowed to feed anything with peanut butter to Kane. And Kane Kane is a uh, golden retriever head. Uh, in a suit. There you go. Cool. <laughs> so, Dr. Bright is not the lord of of Rodley Might, and hereby is banned from playing Dungeons and Dragons and making use of SCPs to simulate the real danger. <laughs> <laughs> SCP-963, which is his pendant, is not to be given away as a good luck charm, and it's also not to be played hot potato with. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I got a, I, I got one that's that's good for me here. For the emperor is not an acceptable justification for any decision. There's a, there's a, sh- a shout out to the Warhammer fans. Yep. Um, the foundation credit cards or expense accounts are not to be used to purchase pornography. Not even anomalous pornography. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's like 18 hours long of just like different orbs of light swirling around it's like i'm not aroused but i'm told it's born <laughs> yeah i like this one uh, there was like a bunch for this but i just only took a few of them the foundation the foundation motto is secure contain protect and not any of the following stab carry on powerfully <laughs> fuck trees i climb clouds motherfucker uh, society of creepy perverts uh the fbi or a bunch of pansies <laughs> who wants to see what i can make the president do in public <laughs> for the horde uh, oh, sl- you. yep slapstick clowns and puns uh seduction coitus and pregnancy hell yeah will it blend will it blend <laughs> <laughs> snap crackle and pop and I, I would like to I would like to submit for consideration uh, putting brothers yeah. in cages as the motto. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got, I've got one here as well, if you don't mind. Uh, SCP-963 is not a soul gem. Making a contract with Dr. Bright will not turn you into a, in quotes, magical girl. So uh, <laughs> no in real life Sailor Moon, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's just messing with people. Dr. Bright is not allowed to upload visual memetic kill agents to 4chan, 7chan, or any image board. Well, okay, maybe to 4chan. It'll be doing the gene pool of service. Uh, The SCP Foundation does not have any such position as chief defenestrator. Throw people through windows is defenestration. Um, Uh, I I got a good one here. SCP-001 is not Dr. Bright's penis. The hammer is not his penis. Dr. Bright is not allowed to use his genitals for construction purposes. I have that one written down. (laughs) It was the one after next. Excessive force is not the same as the force. Therefore, using it does not make Dr. Bright a Jedi. (laughs) Uh, I have a good one here. Uh, Just in the fact that we were uh, pretty intent on tormenting um, interns. Uh, the following are not appropriate sources for D-class, uh, sources for D-class personnel. Temp agencies, Craigslist, reality show talent pools, <laughs> Jerry Springer <laughs> taping, yeah. orchins, orphans, urchins, and ragamuffins. I had that one written down, too. <laughs> yeah, well, ragamuffins ain't no good to nobody. They're all a bunch uh, of scamps, and they're they're untrustworthy. Uh, Those sons of bitches who scratched up the paint job at the, at the car wash. Yeah. <laughs> SCP-963, so that's the one that he has, is not the soul gem. Bright does not have access to the Infinity Gauntlet. Please stop glaring at people who annoy you and snapping. <laughs> uh, uh, Dr. Bright is not allowed to play SCP Roulette with SCP-173. That's the one that snaps your neck if you don't look at it. <laughs> where he puts on a light switch and a combination of D-class personnel. Sorry. <laughs> flicks off the lights and they get their neck snap. Uh, Dr. Bright is no longer to, allowed to commit seppuku, even if he has an audience, especially a captive one. Or <laughs> 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 he just kills himself and gets reborn. Uh, the last one I had here was uh, kind of current. It was the last one on the list. There are no plans to shut down any site to prevent COVID-19 infection. That being said, if certain staffers do not start washing their goddamn hands after using the bathroom, Dr. Wright has full permission to be himself at them. I'm looking at you, Magnus. (laughs) That's Dr. Wright. He he became immortal, and he's kind of just a person who can't die, but the SCP Foundation loves, so he gets away with all these crazy, wacky things at the Foundation. Big, wacky prankster. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot more stories of Jack Bright. I might go into so another episode sometime where he has more interactions with the SCPs themselves because I think that's where it gets really interesting. But there's a lot to get to know just from the guy himself. Yeah. You know, just walking with a concrete thing. Yeah. I'll enjoy more learning uh, why those rules exist uh, regarding other SCPs now that I know him a little bit. So. Yeah. yeah, they they very much uh, feel like the the coffee is hot label on the outside of a McDonald's cup sort of thing. Yeah. It's just like, w- we didn't think people were going to eat Tide Pods, so we didn't tell them not to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have a thing of Tide Pods. They have like the most annoying like child safety latch zipper thing on the top now because kids were eating <laughs> I've them. been trying to feed them to the neighbor kids all day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I can't get yeah. through it. It's It's too complex for me. Jack Bright, since he can change bodies all the time, he might just show up to work as like a, a house cat one day. Who knows? <laughs> like the possibilities are really endless. So. Oh, or that snake crane that we talked about earlier. True. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like he's just like teasing his sister. He's just like snake hand. Hey, hey, look at me, Marie. 
so this Jack Bright and SCP is definitely something I did because I heard a lot of interest out in the community uh, for people who are listening here. So if you guys like this, uh, let us know. If there's things that you want to hear about, let us know. I know we always get recommendations for different, like SCP-999 is one that I need to do. Uh, there's the one, the death dude that gives you a cigarette. There's a bunch of them, but let us know what you want to yeah. hear. Um, the death dude that gives you a cigarette. Yeah, we, we came <laughs> up, it came up on the, the Twitch stream that we that we had the other day. Uh, that, uh, yes. that episode will be coming out at some point um, yeah. on the feed. Not sure when. Uh, it's It was pretty fun. Uh, thanks, everyone, who showed up. Um, thanks, everyone, who sent in uh, mail to be read uh, on air and online. Uh, if you guys want to send some mail at home, you can reach us at contact at loreboys.com. Uh, uh, or you could uh, head over to Discord and, and just ask us questions there, and sometimes we'll pin them to answer later on the episodes. Uh, so go to loreboys.com slash about. You can find all our socials and our Discord link there, uh, and come join the party. We have uh, more people joining the Discord every day. The last last Saturday, we were up till like 3 in the morning our time, just playing oh, yeah. Jackbox and getting real silly with it. So uh, <laughs> Yeah, all the memes from there. If you hear anything about us talking about Connecticut or yeah. Ben Shapiro's sister, that all came from the <laughs> listener Jackbox we played. I, yes. I, will, <laughs> I, will, I will never think of Connecticut the same again. Uh, Lots of great slogans. Before, can't, can't stop now. Yeah. <laughs> Connecticut cut my balls That's what off. happened there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Peter, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, just at Lore Boys Podcast on Instagram. I know uh, some people have come through the messaging system on the app because uh, nobody uses the browser site. So yeah, that's where you can see our title cards and then uh, uh, announcements all go up. So if you want to stay like current, uh, Instagram is a good place to do it as well because I always put up a post uh, the day before an episode, the day of an episode, and like just like to keep you ahead of anything if you're just like on, on the metro or on the subway or something, you check the story. That is the most up-to-date way, um, or the best way to stay up-to-date, rather, is is just through through the Instagram and then or Discord. Yeah, Dis- Discord, we're we're all on. I I gave up. I forsook all social media at the beginning, at the top of the year. So I haven't really been on Twitter uh, for anybody who follows me there and is wondering why am I why am I not responding to your tagged posts? It's because of that. Um, thanks, uh, big shout out to our patrons, um, patreon.com slash the lore boys. Uh, it's a great way to, uh, support the show. If you're, if you don't want to add Jamie on steam and buy him games there, uh, <laughs> you, you can send us money every month and a small portion of that goes to buying Jamie games. Uh, so <laughs> thanks to all our existing patrons, any future patrons. Uh, we love you all. Anybody who doesn't trust Patreon, we of course have lore boys prime, a service that we've always offered here. Um, this week. It's kind of a call to a- another call to action for you guys. We need interns, honestly. Uh, <laughs> Jamie's been uh, wiping their minds, uh, a lot of our old ones. But don't worry. Now we have a rule. We, we gave them a rule, said, hey, no more uh, uh, wiping the minds of our interns to replace with yourself. So we need some people to come to the Lore Boys HQ and come pick up all these goddamn ice cubes at the top of the stairs, man. It's, it is a health hazard. <laughs> like OSHA has been <laughs> on our asses for so long now. Yeah, I, I honestly don't even really need to switch bodies, but I put on a little COVID weight, so the fastest way to trim down is just going to be taking over. <laughs> yeah. <guys>. yeah. <laughs> we will uh, secure, contain, and starve you to to get you beach ready for Jamie to, to for the Jamie takeover. Yes. Yeah. Well, maybe not that brutal, but if we could just get a pr- procession of slightly thinner men until we reach <laughs> until we uh, steal his fitness goal from someone else then yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, exactly yeah, that's yeah, the that's best right. way to do it i think we'll get there we'll get there we really need, <laughs> we need the progress shots for the instagram too so we do want to get them kind of like ordered properly you know yeah, yeah. eight pictures of completely different men <laughs> <laughs> uh, not just men either uh oh, yeah. i think i think that constitutes a lore boys lore boys lore boys, lore boys. Out. out boys boys out lore boys Lore boys, boys. Lore boys. Boys, boys. Lore boys. God, bl- God bless America. My name's Ethan. Uh, I think Peter is a sorcerer, but a sorcerer of casting love spells. My name's James, and I just opened the wrong browser, and there are still pictures of Ben Shapiro's sister. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Peter, and I am 
a sorcerer of love spells, except the catch is I could never find love myself, as the monkey's paw granted me the power to bequeath it to others. So you, you never have a shot with Abby Shapiro, is what we're saying? No. My name's Ethan. My cat is sitting on the desk like a rotisserie chicken underneath my lamp right now. My name is James, and I have a rotisserie chicken sitting in some cat litter right now. Nice, nice. Uh, my name is Peter, and I actually did a dry rub of cat litter onto my chicken, which I need to rotisserie after the show. Oh, okay. Very good, very good. Yeah. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.